dancer. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, When was the last? Oh, well, I guess we recorded last week. Girl, ain't been nothing but a. <laughs> <laughs> been two days. I just, you like, girl, I just saw you. <laughs> it just feels so long when you're it not It does. Here. I was like, I podcast? What is a podcast? <laughs> How do you do podcasts? You were too busy making money, honey. Yeah, we finally opened up. We opened on Thanksgiving Day. We're in What day... did you open? Who's we? The Sable Collective at the Christmas Village in Philadelphia in Love Woo-woo. Park. Come true with the come true. We're going to be open all day, every day, <laughs> until actually a Christmas sin. Eve. That's terrible. It's a grind. But yeah. I'm really proud of myself. I'm really proud of the setup. I'm proud it of the items beautiful. that we have. It's, it, it's been quite the evolution. I looked at and pictures And your branding, from, honey. Branding? That marketing campaign of you dress as Santa, <laughs> I said, oh, now, she should have never did this because now i am be like, what are we doing for Around the Way Curls? <laughs> Mandy said, Mandy was like, that was so, Bridget was like, that was so cute. Shati is so cute. Aww. I loved it. It was adorable. It was fun. It was, it was not fun. It was a lot of, that was a lot of work. <laughs> but- Yes, it's open. Come visit. If you can't visit, shop online. Help me get ROI, return on investment, please. I know that's I beg right. of you all. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. I felt that in my spirit. Um, the necessity of the return on investment. I was just like, what did you feel? I was going to refer to the interview, but then that would totally be oh. my past self talking to my future self anyway. But I've been good. I don't feel as stressed, actually. Last year, when I reflect on this time last year, I was not well, and I feel much better, and I'm really proud of myself, and um, yeah, I just, love that for just you. doing a damn thing. Every year, Fine. it's going to get easier and easier, because it's just practice. It's just you know? practice. That's you all just, it is, and uh, unfortunately, for everybody... Everybody, the process is slow. People want things to be fast, and I know we all want to be perfect. We want to have things a certain way, but it's a slow process, but it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) You can always look back and be like, wow, I did that. We did that. We're doing that. Don't, Joe. I love that for you. What else is crackalacking? I see an update here. (laughs) <laughs> so I got bombarded with a bunch of texts from my mom And I was like, what is this? She's sending me a bunch of videos She's like, you should This is reminding me I, I didn't know these things when I was younger He's making so much sense of what happened to me in the past And I look at these links And she's re- sending me 
repeated videos of Kevin Samuels. <laughs> My mom likes the most toxic, problematic black men. She loves Steve Harvey, and apparently she loves Kevin Samuels. Does she like Dr. Umar? I, I'm a respond. She probably would. She actually would love Dr. Umar. Maybe not. Respond with Dr. Maybe Umar not. videos. No, get it going. But we are gonna Let's start battling. I'm gonna send her Dr. Umar or <laughs> Bell Hooks, like somebody that's the She'll complete hate opposite. Bell Hooks. She's gonna be like, like, what? What is this? Feminism. Boo. Meanwhile, she's the most feminist woman I know. My mom's I highly problematic. Her. I keep that from everybody on the podcast because. <laughs> I, I don't want to be that canceled. She loves Kevin Samuels so much, <laughs> but she's like, he's, yeah, he's talking that he's talking that good stuff, and I she's just, it's just so interesting how her encouragement is always slathered in shame. <laughs> it is her way of like wanting to make you do good, be good, is always just. Stinks of shame. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I just got sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Your no. mother's shaming you. No, at first. And then it was the way you said it, slathered in shame. It is. I'm like, and damn, mom, can't bad. you like, I think I'm doing okay. I think everything's okay. I don't think I, I think need you're doing a Kevin great Samuels. job. She was like, no. Kevin Samuel said, you are not a high quality woman. <laughs> Here's how you get there. What are you doing for these men? Huh? You think you want to get everything from them? Or her biggest fear is just the fact that you don't have a man. Like, if you don't have a man, oh oh my God. Every time I see her, she goes, hey, what's going on in New York? You asked her. Flip it on her. Say, what's going on with you? I should. What's up with you? Where you mean at? Huh? It's getting a little dire for you, though. I had my heyday. I had my time. (laughs) That's what she gonna say, and she'll be like, "This is my goddamn house. Get out! <laughs> you already know. That's unfair. This is my goddamn house." I'm like, "Say less. You're right. I apologize." <laughs> Woo. Um, I'm just happy you're back. That's I'm my back. first update. Yeah. I'm just happy to have you. I want a sh- big shout out to Black for Thank coming you, Black, on for holding and carrying down. on. Apparently, me. giving dropping them gems like only he can. He hitting the people that, in the heart chakra. Listen, we didn't even scratch the surface of that dude. Don't don't make me bring him back and have him really start talking his shit. He he was like, We're we're on a floating rock. All of this is absurd. <laughs> I was it like, is. right. You are <laughs> the way that you and him are so similar, it makes me it's sick. It's crazy. Um anyway, you would be proud of me. I just threw my Thanksgiving food away. Oh. I'm standing by my hot take of Thanksgiving food is not real food because it's not fuel. And that's not food that you should give to people you love. I agree, too. It's I threw mine take. out as well. Shout out to us. You High did? five. Get it. Boop. You threw yours out from Friendsgiving? I, yeah. I was like, I'm tired of these tastes. Horrible. Horrible. Tired of tasting the same tastes. Ugh. Yuck. Too much. Um, I had another. Oh, I have a confession to make. Come on, Asha, let's go. <laughs> you gonna you gonna get irritated with me. <laughs> I the first thing I did when I came back to New York was go and get my nails done. Do you see my nails? They look beautiful. These are my nails. Nails. And they're dip powder. Yes. I love a dip. <laughs> and I know I gave you shit about the dip powder. But girl, look. Shut up, Antoinette. I, I said, know. wow. 
Look at my nails. I'm a little irritated because my nails were much longer than this and she cut them this short and I was confused as to why she did that. Will but mine ever grow back? I Let me see you come how closer. Long my nails were. <laughs> I was, Let me come closer. Look at my nails, y'all. I'm I'm gonna bring my hot girl for my birthday, I'm gonna start it again. But you know what? Getting your nails done is actually terrible for your actual nails, and I had to let them recover. So now I have a fresh bed to ruin all they over They told again. me that gel powder is not because they're going to... Internet, they're lying to you, and it's okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had another update. What was the update? Oh, I was on See The Thing Is this week. Yes, with the, with the girls. With the girls. With it the came out girls. on Tuesday. It's tricky because we're recording this on Monday. But it's not going to come out until Thursday. So do you see how I did that there? Yeah. So check it out. We had a we had a good old time. I missed my my girlfriends. It was my first time recording with fiance Bridget Kelly. I love that for her. She had her ring on. She kept gesturing too. She always gestures. Girl, put your hand down. Girl, shut up. She was watching. Shut up, hater. She was watching me. It was like bing. Bing, and I Ooh. kept getting distracted, distracted looking at her ring. And Congratulations, little, Bridget. That is yes. fabulous. Mandy's little cute self. She is just the anytime I'm standing looking. next to them oh, teeth they look good. so good. I she was talking to me and then she smiled real bright in a way that I've never seen her smile. And she wasn't doing it purposely to show her teeth, but you just saw the confidence. Like her smile, she didn't, you know how like somebody Pulls their punches. Yeah. Like some people pull their their smile mm. because they're self-conscious. Is that how you say it? Self-conscious about their teeth. Her teeth look beautiful. Shiny, they look beautiful. Shiny, 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 she, she introduced herself as, instead of Mandy B, Oral B. She's just a silly little thing and she's happy. And you can see it on you her. You can and, feel and it on her. You can feel it on her. She's also... In, in a relationship that makes her very happy, and I think it's going better. So it just brings me joy to Here see that, to feel go. that. And I felt it. I really did. I'm coming up I really there. Did. I want to see everybody. If y'all listening, I want to see everybody. That Mandy, means you stay Bridget. Over. What? You staying over? Yeah. Why we had this quiet? You not? You never told me that you were staying here. You are said, you staying are here? you staying over? Yesterday you asked me. And then you me. said, I got to let you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you never let me. I, I would have to if we're going to hang out in the nighttime. Oh, we hanging out. Because oh. if they come to the Holiday Bazaar, which the Holiday Bazaar, what's that, After the Shanti? party is... To, oh, we can't sing that song. I apologize. <laughs> Why? What happened to that song? Can't sing is R. R. Kelly, Kelly on that song? After oh. the party is the hotel lobby. Don't sing it. What you doing? Oh. What is the Holiday Bazaar? <laughs> the Holiday Bazaar is a curation by Miss Renee Blewett, who will tell us more about it in a couple of minutes. But it's 43 of the most tasteful black woman-owned businesses, some of which you are very familiar and excited by, like Mess in a Bottle, Hopefully the Sable Collective. They're going to be showing up at the Mezzanine in Brooklyn, Manhattan. I don't know where that is located. Manhattan, I believe. In Moha- Manhattan. And it's fly. Like, don't come stumbling in there. <laughs> no, don't do Looking that. raggedy. Talking about you looking for a Christmas gift. You need to come up ready for a it's show giving, to show they, out. They're going to have tastings. There's going to be a DJ. Last time I went, there was a beautiful human walking around. They're going to have fine men. And they're going to have really mm-hmm. good 
products, like really dope vendors. So and fine ass women, and we're gonna be there. So basically, it's a meet. It's a what's it called? Meet and meet greet. It's not a meet and greet. We are. It's actually around the way curls meet and greet. Somebody gonna come there and fuck us up. Matter of fact, it's gonna be the girl that did like my peas. She gonna you was talking about me. Boyaka. What? <laughs> That's a shame. Anyway, I'm excited. I get to see you two weekends in a row. Girl. And then I hope to get to see you after that because then it's your birthday and we haven't even discussed it. Oh. Hmm. You said nothing. You Fine. am I not seeing you? What it doesn't have to be do? on your actual I have so birthday. so much pressure and I might explode. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. I'm going to start putting more pressure on you. I'm going to plan some shit and start telling you how your hair is supposed to be. How, what shoes I need you're help so- with that. Did I ever say, tell the people this? That for I my birthday, you made me buy... Like six pairs of shoes. I did not, Antoinette. Yes, you did. Nobody and then you makes kept anybody do anything. And the fact that you are going to project onto me <laughs> no. your desire to look right for no, the event. It was you. <laughs> Y'all, Shanti, you were sending me different ponytails. Did you look good? <laughs> you were dropping. Now, if you look raggedy, then that would have been a shame. But you look well, good. You were sh- you showstopper, were sh- you- magnificent. Right. Thank you. And I can't wait. We we're gonna. I'm gonna figure something out. Or do you want to wait on this and then we celebrate your birthday at Beyonce's tour? Whatever, you y'all. That's all what y'all always do. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna celebrate it later. <laughs> you got so. a real inconvenient birthday. We gonna celebrate your birthday anyway. We have calls. Favorite part of the week. Even though we have voicemails, the last episode you have to forgive. Also, y'all, you have to forgive Black. He doesn't know shit about pop culture, really. So that's why we didn't talk about that. And why would we talk about that with him? But also, he wanted to hold his new fancy mic. And I'm testing this mic out right now. So Shanti's on our old mic. I'm on our new mic. We're trying to elevate, elevate, elevate. And so we're going to see what the difference is in the microphones. But he was, unfortunately, holding his mic like he was Ghostface Killer. (laughs) And every time he (laughs) made the slightest of movements, all you heard was... Oh, that's annoying. Oh, it's giving you... What is that? ASMR. ASMR. Huh? I love a ASMR, though. Ooh, we need to do a chicken wing ASMR. Can you hear that? Anyway, <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're getting it together. But we're going to see what, what what's hitting with these mics. But first and foremost, before we do all that, we're going to get into these voicemails. And we have a couple of them. So let's let's dive right in. Hey, y'all. Hey, Antoinette and Shanti. So, I'm actually up to date in all the episodes as of right now, but I've been waiting this bated breath for a response to episode 214, Do I Still Know How to Ride? So, this is actually for the Around the Way Curls community. You ain't telling me that not one of y'all has some advice for me, Antoinette. I really feel like I really feel like not one of y'all hot girls got something to say to advise us, help us out. I'm asking for assistance. I am. How can we, how can, I want a bag of niggas with consent. I need, I need guidance too. Anywho, love the podcast. Love you guys. Antoinette, sending much love to your mom. Hope everything is turning out well. 
and um, happy holidays, I guess. All right, bye, y'all. You know what? Thank you. My mother is doing well. My mother would be horrified if she ever listened to that episode. But she's doing much better. <laughs> um, listen, nobody did call in with any advice. I realize. What it's was like the they gave what up was on the me. question? What was the inquiry? How do you ride? All the questions. How do you send the text? How do you send the hi? I'd like to possibly have relations with you again, maybe, please. How do you send that text? It was that. It was how do you tell somebody that it wasn't great? She sound like she want to know how to ride, though. Oh. Right. Well, if you want to know how to ride, stay tuned on Patreon. I might hop on a pillow eventually and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead at... So this is an update for you, Shanti. I was researching... <laughs> Those classes, and I want us to take one. I think Let's it would go. be so much fun. You, you want to pillow? The the one are, are there? Are they pillows that lie next to you, or are they actual men? So this one that I found, there is a man, and so he's up front with the teacher, and it's optional to bring a man or to bring a pillow. So <laughs> you can have your pillow, or I think that. There are moments where you can like go to the front. I'm sure in like at the, as like the final part of class, go up to the front and like practice Jump on the on guy. Ned, let's do it. <laughs> do you want to do it? Because I yeah, really want. I think it would be so much fun. Yeah, and let me say something. What you okay. should be practicing, young queen, is arching your back. You should be doing stretching. Let me say something. Stretching. My back arches. I'm not talking about you. I apologize. <laughs> you have to go and stretch your back out because you want to have um, mobility in your lower half. So if your back is really stiff, mm-hmm. then you're going to give a stiff ride. You're not going to get the the mobility that you need. All right, Queen? But she said she wanted to bag a guy. I don't think that you should want to bag somebody using your oh, sex skills. Girl, we are confused I am Girl, confused. call back and let us know that, <laughs> how to answer. <laughs> what is, What's what the specific you? question that you want yeah. the community to answer? Because how to get a guy, we can't answer that. <laughs> so, wrong podcast. Ask Bridget Kelly. She is engaged. Ask Mandy B. I've seen her do it. You just got to be confident. You just got to be like, what's up? Intoxicated Shanti can do it. Sober what's Shanti could you? do it if I wanted to. Oh, talk your shit, queen. All right, moving right along. Jump on it. Hi, Shanti. Hi, Antoinette. Um, this is AD. Um, I called before, but I just wanted to tell you guys that on Thanksgiving, I listened to Practicing Gratitude. Um, I decided to stay home by myself not be around anyone just to kind of, you know, just be in my own presence, make some tacos, just did my own thing. And to have spent part of my day and my solitude listening to you all felt very comforting. And I'm so grateful for the work that you guys do. We all appreciate you. And I just want to tell you guys that I was happy to have spent part of my Thanksgiving with y'all. 
Um, I hope that you guys had a great holiday and continue to do the work that you guys are doing so well at. We love you. Oh, my God. Speaking life into my life, my soul, my purpose. That was really nice. I love that, though. I love the idea, too, of like being sitting in gratitude doesn't mean that you have to go do things that you don't want to do. Like she said, I need to be alone Mm -hmm. and I need to rest and restore. I love that. And I'm I'm honored that we were a part of it. Oh, thank you. A.D. She also has the sweetest voice, right? Angel baby Sounds like a baby. Right. Here's another one. Hey, I'm E. I listen to y'all's podcast all the time. And I thought, I I just finished listening to the Thanksgiving podcast, and I wanted to add something to the whole Kelly Rowland interview conversation. First and foremost, I think it's quite interesting that that question that he asked Kelly in terms of how she feels to be next to Beyonce would never be asked to a man. Let's just clear that up. I don't know what it is that society's um, drive to compare women and to push women into this position, this difficult position of comparing themselves. But I think that was unfair of him to do. And I love the way Kelly answered it because I feel like she basically pointed out, hey, your light is dim as hell for asking me that. That interview was supposed to be about her, and he asked her about Beyonce. He asked her a question that's probably been asked her 20,000 times. So I think he did a really bad job interviewing her. Um, Regardless of what his intent was, it was bad. Um, But I do think it's interesting to say that women were oftentimes put in that position. And I know, um, Antoinette, you mentioned that you, like, sometimes feel that with certain or like you and your sister, sister felt like she had to dim her light or somehow some way. I think it's interesting how as women we're in this consistent state of either being worried that we're outshining our friends or we're upset that our friends are outshining us. And I, I, I don't like that. Um, I try to stay away from people like that, but I think it's worth a, a topic to discuss the um, mindset of that for women. But yeah, that's it. I also want to point out, Santi, um, this, um, being a Jew is a religion. It's not like being black. Um, just want to point that out. Love y'all to death. We'll continue to listen to y'all. Thank y'all so much for always providing really great content. All right. I don't think that's true. I'm going to push right back. So <laughs> I really don't I think that that's true. so much. <laughs> we still right. don't have our expert, and I forgot to reach out to the lady. <laughs> But on the Kelly Roll, I think she hit the nail on the head with the Kelly Rowland thing. She's right. I feel, yeah, or that's I think a great that conversation comparison. to have. Yeah, I think there's sometimes a comparison, but not in the same way. Like, we just let it go. Like, even, even What's-His-Face, he talked about Andre and Big Boy. But I think the difference is you don't say with Andre and Big Boy, oh, you know, not only is Andre more talented than you, but he's also more beautiful you know, he's also sexier. He's also a hunk. Like, nobody says that. But with women, it's like, you're standing next to the biggest light in the galaxy, and she's beautiful. And But, you know, it, it's that kind of vibe. It's very interesting. But also, that's what all the marketing is, is that, you know, you're not enough. You got to outdo all the other women in order to make it. 
there's enough for everybody. Is there? Is there? I don't know. Do you have anything <laughs> to add? Irritating thing? No, um, no. I think that I think that's a, a a great conversation to have, especially like how to nip that in the bud with young people, like how that is planted in young people, and how to mm. nip it in the bud for boys and for those that identify as boy and girl. Can you write that down on our um, shared note? I think that's shared a good topic. Notes. All right. Oh, sorry, y'all. Soundscapes of Brooklyn. One moment. All right, we have another one. Ready, set, play. Hello, ladies. It is I calling from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I'm not going my name just because of what I'm going to say, and it's going to sound really fucking weird. Or it might, it might not sound weird, but I'm worried that later it might come back to haunt me, so I won't say my name. Um, but I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. Just wanted to note, first I want to say I love you both, Shanti and Antoinette. Y'all are so great. Oh, my gosh. And I love your accent. Um, and I love um, when y'all do that. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying because I'm not from up there, but I really like that at the beginning. And I gave you all those compliments at first because I wanted to speak very briefly with the both of you <clears throat> about your obsession with um, my husband's Jonathan Matrix. Now, I think we respect these beautiful black women. And you know what? In the game of love and war, may the best man win. Honestly, listening to y'all talk about my husband, I mean, after I got over the initial shock and incredible uncomfortability about my um, potential competition, I just realized I need to just get in the gym. And as soon as I get in the gym, it's on. So I just want to let y'all know. Uh, the major Hive is out here. Um, I also want to note that when Lovecraft Country came out, I didn't hear all of this talk from you girls about how fine he was. And then y'all seen the Creed, the, the Creed 3 trailer, and now all of a sudden everybody's on him. And I'm, I'm noting that because I've been wanting him since the jump, period. But I love y'all. Maybe we could, like, swap or we could do a sister-wives thing. I think it would be really great as sister-wives. So just let me know what you think. Y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs> First of all, no. Girl, that's not even true. That We were on Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft. Don't you remember that Patreon where I was literally playing the sex scene and breaking it down? You were on him since Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes. So, so I gotta give you that. So you're the one that told me about him. Say the drama for your mom, all right? And we're having well, trouble right now. He and I are having trouble, and I, I'm I'm coming around. <laughs> People are really sending me a lot of things. We're working it out. Um, I'm trying to deal with my own biases and hypocrisy. Biases? Is it biases or biases? Biases, bias as well Bi- as my <laughs> wait. It just got tricky. As well as my projection, and I. <laughs> Y'all keep DMing and sending me notes and being like, sh- especially men. It's a lot of black men that are like, love y'all, but Shanti, th- you got the, this is fucked up. You, of all people, we still doing this in 2022. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. And I know that it doesn't make sense. And I can stand 10 toes down in my... Oh, they talking about you being mad that he's dating. Yeah. First of all, is he dating a white woman? We just made that up. Just because he was seen with one white woman 
Is he Antoinette, with Antoinette, anyone? Antoinette, Come on. Y- y'all not messing this up for me. I'll tell you that right now. Apparently, I he has believe... this new interview out. I got to watch it. What new interview? He has some new interview out that everybody keeps sending He has so many new interviews out. I believe that he has an interview, yes, with on Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. Rachel He's Lindsay? also... Terrible name. Sorry. Don't disparage that black woman you don't know. Don't do it. I just... See? Her, that was anti first name. Two first names. Rachel Lindsay. Why? Why did do it? Why did choose that for her? That's anyway. what they wanted. Maybe that's not even her real name. Maybe that's her stage name. But apparently he's on there talking about his southern upbringing, honey. Texas. Ooh, child, that man. You think he would grab you on a dance floor? Yes. He don't, no, he wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't think he's giving oh. that energy. Oh, I do. You don't see his hands? You didn't see I didn't, him? Uh, just because you got nice. There's a lot of beautiful hands that are he not He might not grab you. To. He's a come here dude. Once he knows he's in, he's a come here. You think so? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I think shit changed real quick with him. Like, I think he's... No, I You didn't think... see him getting ready with, with... What was that? Was it Vogue or GQ? When he got up and he was filming... What was a cowboy... Movie. What was that movie? The one on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get that. And that's not a bad thing. And that's not the only way a man can exist. But the way that you just hated on him ever since you became. I'm not hating on him. I just don't think that that's the energy. I think he's probably a great lover and great like handler, but I don't think he's like. Come here. Who you think is come here? I don't know. I my mind doesn't work that fast. To create a list of who's a come here. here. I think he's come here, honey. Come here. Also, it's the sister wives thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's into that. It's a possibility. He says you guys hair is kinky. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> no, he does. All right. That's enough. <laughs> Stop playing. Like, li- you've literally Ew. ruined him for us. Ew. Like, you're not shooting for the stars. This <laughs> podcast needs to get... You're not. You're not. <laughs> you used to say stuff like, oh, I know that we're one day going to be in the same room as him. I can feel it. How are we going to be in the same room as this man? And this is what you're saying. How? I did. I... Listen, you I'm ruined it for us. Right. We could never I, you get an can interview still, with him. You, you might could still do it, but no, I, how will we get an interview won't. with him? I know it would be great because the tension would be thick. It would be like everybody would tune in for this. Thick interview. like your yucky hair. Like, all right. <laughs> thick like the hair. I can't put my big massive hands through. Yuck. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not how it is. His daughter looks. I need it to be silky. Soft. No, he's never. So I can yank stop. It. I'm gonna listen to that episode. You guys I'm gonna listen headed. to his interview, and I'm gonna watch him on the View, and objectify him. But anyway, yeah, he's he has so much coming down the pipeline. Like he's about to be oh a mega God. star. He's about to be. He's the new can, villain in yes. Marvel. He's like. It. I've been saying this. This nigga is about to get money. You know he ain't dating a black woman. 
Damn. That's Jen. not true. Look at Ryan Coogler. Happy. Cause she held him down. He know but the fuck better. She the one that bought him the Listen, system. Listen, he know to, better. To start editing. I gotta dedicate this to my wife. My this is how Ryan Cooley talks. You know, speaking. I of like which, him. I think he's cute. He is cute. His little mumbling he's self, cute. West Coast. Ooh, Ooh. child. You see, he Ugh. he's come here. Sorry to his Ryan, wife. Ryan. Ryan is definitely telling his wife, "Yo, come, come here, here, yo. You come here, yo, so I can." Uh, but the way he talks like this makes it kind of complicated to be aroused. <laughs> let's let's pause. First this. of let's, all, oh. you need to go see the Black Panther. Numero uno. Shame on you. I'm sorry. My mom was just having a health crisis and oh, I wasn't able to damn. leave her side to go see Not it. You Shame on that you. Up. Oh Shame God. on you. <laughs> I can't wait to bring that every chance I get. How y'all not gonna like my peas? My mother was having a health crisis. Shame. I didn't upload the Patreon episode. My mother was having a health crisis. Shame on you. This is a free podcast. I'm sick of myself. If you don't buy a fucking ring light, I swear to God, I'm buying one. It is today is Cyber Monday. Buy the ring light, Shiny. I need to buy a new ring light because the one that I replaced our old one with sucks. I don't like this one. It's not bright enough. All right. That's it. Thank you. Um, we are going to take a break. <laughs> if you're on Patreon, all you can see is Shanti's light going out every five seconds. I'm shipping a ring light to your house today. Anyway. Not my house house, though. It might get stole. All right, send me the studio address. Um, Cannot wait to come back with our very special guest who is so dope and would never have this rambling on any of her Or have her light go up. Or have her light go out. All right, after these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. As promised, we have our special guest, 
the OG of Black women entrepreneurs, the <laughs> God. She did that in her shoes, Miss Renee Blewett. Woo! Hey, ladies, how are you? Hello. We are great now. We've been working on this, and I want to apologize for having to cancel. There's a lot going on. No, but thank I mean, you, you so have much. A lot going on, and I'm so happy that your mom is better, and thank you. you know, getting back to 100. percent So all of that is way more important than having you on the show. But I'm glad you were able to squeeze me on. Thank you so much, so so much for being here. And we were on your lovely podcast. Yes, thank you and for so, having us. Yes. Matter of fact, let's make sure that we link that in this, the description as well. But folks, if you are not hip to Miss Renee, I'm going to do my best. I it's fumbled. very few people who aren't. Yes. So <laughs> I, I feel like they would be hip. But if you're not, I'm going to do my best not to fumble this bio because I struggle now. But I have... That you are originally from Indiana. Yes, ma'am. That you are, you, you, you definitely though claim Brooklyn. You are Brooklynite at this point. Brooklyn is home. Brooklyn is home. Okay. Brooklyn is home. Background is Trini, right? Yes. Beautiful Trini. Yes. You are a digital content creator. I I also want to add storyteller. Mm -hmm. You are a branding expert, Mm -hmm. an advocate for black women and their accurate representation in the media. And I I feel that your mission and vision, what I gathered from your website and took and wrote here. (laughs) And you said, because I love this, because we've been talking about mission and vision a lot and we are having our existential crises, trying to figure out what ours are, personally and professionally. And you said, I've been committed to telling women's authentic stories throughout my entire career, from PR and marketing to blogging and now filmmaking. Everyone has a story that deserves to be told. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I just read that and thought... Who like I know I know a lot of people who wake up and they want to be entrepreneurs and you are an entrepreneur yourself. But they usually want the limelight. They're usually like I want to be out in the front forefront. I want this business, that business, and you took it upon yourself to say I want to uplift black women in this space. I want to advocate for them. I want to make sure that they have funding. I want to make sure their stories are told. And I want to highlight the very realistic journeys Mm -hmm. to success. And I just, (laughs) realistic. And, and I just thought that that is so dope. I wouldn't even have thought that there was an avenue to build a career off of that, but obviously there is. And you're doing that. Yeah, when I got into it, I did not look at it as a career, to be honest. So you mentioned my PR background. I used to do PR in the agency setting, which, you know, is grueling on the corporate Mm -hmm. side. And it really wasn't until... like 2009 when I decided that I wanted to launch the blog. And that was simply because I was still relatively new to New York, kind of, but I was seeing so many women here building these businesses, building their brands, being the face of their businesses in a way that I didn't experience growing up. And 
I created the blog to kind of shine a light on what I wish I saw more of as a little brown girl growing up in Indiana. The blog in her shoes. Yes, right? in her mm-hmm. shoes. And so when I created the blog, um, it kind of just opened the door for live events. And then I did a photography exhibition where I went around town with a friend, um, Alzo Slade, and we photographed 25 Black women in their spaces where they create their magic. And then after that, I was like, what do I do next? How do I top this? You know, New York is very competitive and we see so much, you know, things get old here quick. And so I was like, I can't just, you know, keep doing panels because I was personally getting tired of those. (laughs) I decided I wanted to produce a film and just being in New York and just being one degree of separation from just so many talented people, you know, telling stories through film. It didn't feel like um, it didn't feel out of reach for me for whatever reason. Um, And I just felt like if I've been telling stories through my blog, PR is also storytelling. Why can't I produce a film? And so Mm -hmm. I just put together a team and did that. But literally when I started the blog, it was just something I was doing. You know, there weren't influencers back then. People weren't getting these huge checks for um, letting you into their lives and creating content. I did it just because I was very passionate about telling our stories And, you know, after doing PR and all these professional settings and corporate settings, I was like, what if I applied my storytelling back to the women in our community? You know, the women who just don't have a platform because the times were just so different back then. Like right now you could, you know, Google boss, babe, like it's very on trend to be talking about entrepreneurship specifically Mm -hmm. for women. But back then it wasn't. It wasn't popular, and I really feel like there was a void that I needed to fill. So the career piece kind of happened organically, but it wasn't planned. I love that. I You brought up the film, right? She did that. And that, we're going to get into that, but I think, and you also brought up the blog. So maybe we, maybe we should talk about the, the, the journey, right? Because what the blog started when in two thousand and nine? Two thousand nine, yep. Two thousand and nine. This the one blog of the OGs started. of yes. I guess yeah. You had a different angle in that you have beautiful hair, and aesthetically, a lot of people were attracted to your hair, and you kind of followed, you know, and interviewed a lot of the natural hair bloggers, and I remember seeing you at a lot of the events. But it is so interesting that you did take that angle of business, which was such a niche because I don't like just like you said, I don't even think any of the hair bloggers at that time knew the business that was laying dormant in us just sharing our stories. And for you to like capture that and ride that and be like, know that that there was something there, I think is really um insightful and and highly creative I know for you or when I look watch you you know you're very meticulous you're very methodical in a lot of ways but you're also like this creative beast and it's so Mm -hmm. exciting that you got to share that and she and she did that in the movie because that is a huge creative venture when you say you got a team together 
Girl, you didn't even talk about the journey yet. You just skipped. Oh, I sorry. It's a lot. I know because it's, it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's just the blog to. So to, when you because when you start with the blog, right? I feel you, uh, Shanti. You hit the nose on like you. It was so polished. Like everybody else was kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck. But yours always looked like a beautiful deck almost. Like you yeah. could see the PR background of like, <laughs> oh no, this is no joke. And I feel that Lovey did one of your websites, right? She or did. Lo- she actually designed in her shoes 2.0. So yep. it's interesting so- when you think about, you know, when you cross paths with someone, you just never know what the future may hold. And what skill sets everybody exactly. has. And at that point, everybody's giving their skill sets to these other companies to make a way for themselves. And then when they decided to hone in on it for themselves, they just took off. Yeah. So you have this block, you're highlighting these businesses. Businesses are benefiting directly as a result of your work. This is leading to panels. This is leading to interviews. This is leading to you, you just blowing up in a particular kind of way. And then you have this photo exhibition right and and then you're like oh how do I top that and you say it like oh I decided to produce a film producing a film even the idea of putting a team together yeah what? to, <laughs> to <laughs> have no because you the way you're saying it you're like oh I just got a really good team it's like no putting the right people around you and then actually producing like what are we talking? We're talking about getting funding. We're, we're talking about storyboarding the film. We're talking about selecting the folks that you're going to follow, locations, set, like, co- not costume, but like wardrobe, hair, makeup, lighting. And those gr- those gr- women look good. Like, you, you know how sometimes we have tricky lighting. Yeah, no, that was they really looked- important to me. As a brown skin woman, I was like, what we're not going to do is skimp on lighting. Um, And even when we produced the film, to be honest, I approached it from a PR perspective. Like I kind of was looking at it like just a, not just, but like a project. And, you know, I was able Mm -hmm. to get brand partners because of my experience, you know, with brands, relationships with brands and all of that. So when I sold the partnership into them, I said, okay, so we'll produce this film. And we'll get a brand to sponsor a tour. And similar to the way um, like I would do tours for my clients, like my hair care clients, I was like, we'll just do screenings around the country and have these intimate conversations with founders and entrepreneurs and creatives in each city. And we'll watch the film and we'll go home. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I didn't even think of, I don't think I knew oh, this, the impact that film would have. And so Netflix wasn't, because for all of you guys that do not know, this film was then placed on Netflix. It was placed on other streaming platforms yes, so as well first. first. Yes. So what people don't know, because the film landed on Netflix in 2020, which I could not have thought of a better time for anyone's yeah. new film to be on the biggest streaming platform in the world, you know, during lockdown. But The film was, we started filming in 2016. Um, It was done in 2018. It premiered at Essence Festival. Um, Did some of those like local market screenings that I told you about. In South Carolina, an older sister, she 
had to be somewhere in her mid 60s, maybe early 70s. She got up. She, you know, after the film screened, we did Q&A. She got up. She gave us, you know, compliments. And she was like, so are you just going to be like doing tours? Like, this is what you're doing? Like, where's the film going to live? And I hadn't mm-hmm. even really thought about that. I just thought I would just be, you know, bopping around from city to city. And she's like, where's it going to live? Like, I want to see it again. I want to share it with my niece. I want to share it with, you know, my friends. And so she really planted the seed in my mind in a very loving way. But like, basically, she was telling me, you need to think bigger. Like, you've created mm-hmm. something really special here. I'm going to need you to think bigger. And quite honestly, me traveling around the country, doing all these screenings, maybe sharing it with, you know, 100 to 300 people each time, that wasn't even sustainable. Like, what? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, after right. maybe the 10th screening, I was also getting like, okay, yeah, this, this has to live somewhere so that I don't have to physically be traveling and, you know, hosting screening events for people to see it. So, you know, Black women, we look out for each other. I ended up on a call with someone who already had a film on Netflix, and she told me her process, and she just shared with me the different ways that you could find a home for your film. And she put me on to the distribution agency that I sent it to, and literally like six months later, they reached out and said, we love your film. We'd love to help you distribute it far and wide. But- I just want people to be clear on the timeline because people who don't know are like, oh, this, you know, she just did this film and it popped up on Netflix. No, like it released in 2018 and it wasn't until two years later that it landed on Mm -hmm. Netflix. So if any of the Around the Way Curls community is into filmmaking and, you know, wants to go this route, know that it takes time and you I think it's best when you create something with a genuine passion for it, as opposed to saying, I'm creating this for Netflix. You just Mm -hmm. create a a high quality film that could live anywhere if the opportunity came up, you know? That makes sense. The PR background is something... Because even in our conversations, um, because you've been a supporter of Around the Way Curls... You've seen us as little pups coming up, <laughs> trying to come up. And so... You have come up. Stop. We've come <laughs> up. But, I mean, it gives you... It, it's a tool. And it's a really special oh one. Because the way that you... Even when you're speaking about your projects, when you're even speaking to... When you've spoken to me about the possibilities of Around the Way Curls... When we were on your show and you're like, wait, you don't have sponsorships? You don't have a producer? Like, what's happening? I don't understand. That isn't even something that we've considered. But I feel like because you have this background and you know how to network, you know how to package your art, your story, and you're clear about your value, that you can step into a room and ask for what you need. And that is probably <laughs> the thing that Shanti and I struggle with the most. Um, and so I'm sure other folks do as well. Yeah. So what, what are the, how can, what's advice? What are some tools? What are some tips 
that you, if you want to be generous, that you can provide the Around the Way Curls community? Because this translates to every aspect And have of you life. always been that way? Or is this something mm. that you've had to develop? develop? So what I'll say is I was doing PR for quite some time before I even started the blog. So I think the way that my mind works when I think about a product, and I'm just going to use that as a loose term, whether it's an actual product, whether it's a film, a blog, a podcast, Mm -hmm. I think the way that I approach it is from that PR perspective. And I'm trying to think of like what tips I could give someone who isn't in that space and who doesn't have that training. Well, one, I would start with this. Um, no matter how big your audience is, you know, because I started with a blog that probably had five readers like everyone else's, you know, but no matter how big your audience is for what you're creating, always do it at the highest level of excellence that you can with your budget and within your means. I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes, especially now with, you know, social media and people being so big on like their number of followers People get caught up in those numbers, but you only need one person to open a door for you, or you only need one person who could speak your name in a room that you're not sitting in. And I think if we look at everything we're creating through that lens, as opposed to thinking, well, when I get bigger, I'll step it up. No, step it up now, because you just never know who's watching. And I think that is probably something that I took very seriously coming from a PR background, but then also being a Virgo, you know, that's, it's a little, as you Mm -hmm. always say, tricky. (laughs) (laughs) um, I would say that, like, just make sure you are doing it at the highest level. Because for example, with my documentary, even though it took that older sister to kind of like plant the seed in my mind of like, this has to live somewhere. You just can't be traveling the country doing screenings. When we were setting up these interviews, like, I don't even know a lot about cameras, lighting, but I knew it had to be top notch. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Netflix was in the future, but I knew it had to look incredible. And so just thinking in that way, because what if I did have this opportunity to partner with this distribution agency and they were like, uh, love the stories, hate the lighting hate the quality of the sound, hate the editing. You know, those are all obstacles that we could have faced if I would have cut corners in those areas. So just no matter how large your audience is, just always operate from a place of excellence. And again, you know, based on what you can afford, what your budget will will allow you to do. That's great advice. You're right. I, I didn't even think about that. You're right. It had to be, I didn't even consider that, that that was probably very attractive to a Netflix. The fact that this film, we don't have to go reshoot, we don't have to go edit this better, we don't have to do X, Y, and Z. Like this is right. Oh yeah, they just would have been like, no, thank you. Because as you right. can imagine, um, there's different ways to get on a streaming platform, but when you're going through a distribution agency, they are pitching on your behalf. So you know mm-hmm. that is also. Interesting for someone like me who would rather be the one pitching my work, but they're pitching it. And if they were to look at that and say, like, "Eh, this just doesn't meet our standards, I would not have had a second chance. 
they were never going to say, hey, if you go back and film some of these interviews and, you know, polish this here and, you know, fix this up here, come back. No, I just would have missed the entire opportunity. So. So let's let's go back a little bit. Oh, wait, Shanti, did you want to say something? Yeah, I, I just I think per, as a business owner with the Roundway Curls, with all of the things, just my own personal relationship. Name the other business. With, with the Sable the Sable Collective. My my relationship with resources feels so scarce. Right. And I've from the jump, I mean, I don't know your how deep your pockets or anything, but everything that you do feels so abundant for a lack of a better word. It feels like you 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 make it happen. So what's like your emotional relationship with scarcity and resources? Like, is it like, oh, I'm gonna go find this person? I think now you're probably in such a practice that it's just alchemy for you. But what do you say for people that feel like, yeah, my I don't have those resources to make it look very good, you know? So what I will say is the budget for she did that was small. <laughs> like, especially when you think about other films on Netflix, what I will say to anyone listening, if you have something that you want to create, find your community, find your tribe. Like I really tapped into people who truly believed in the work I was doing. And so mm. I was able to bring them onto the project, not really paying them their, you know, their industry rate, but tapping mm-hmm. into their expertise solely based off the fact that they believed in these stories. And then they also believed in me. So find mm. the people who believe in the work you're doing, find the people who believe in you, and you will be surprised at what you could accomplish with a very small budget. Mm. And and that budget, you you had sponsors, and then you even I I I did see, I remember watching an interview with you, and you saying um, that you your heart you were having heart palpitations when you did the GoFundMe because because the, the money ended up running out, and then through the GoFundMe, another sponsor yeah. came and was like, oh, we got you, no problem. Yeah. Um, but even that, even even the skill of like that boggles my mind of like how do I go to someone and say, "Hi, I have this idea and you should you should give me your money so that I can do X Y and Z with it." Thank you. Like, what? It's <laughs> like grow up. Why do I need to grow up? <laughs> We're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you know what? Seriously, like it's it, it is amazing. It's like a superpower, Renee. I'm so serious. Yeah. I, I mean, I really can only attribute it to my PR experience. You know, like I didn't grow up even in a home where money was a conversation at the dinner table. You know, like a lot mm. of us in our community, our parents weren't talking to us about money, you know? Um, so it just really comes from that PR background and as much. And you know that money's out there. Well, yeah. So that's what I do know. So I think that when Mm -hmm. I met you all through Around the Way Curls, um, I was doing PR for a hair care brand, Eden Body Works. I was in on the early conversations with influencers. You know, I would identify, you know, women who, like you said, had great hair, would be able to use the product and share it on their platforms. And so, and that was a while ago. So the budgets have increased like 
significantly since then. But I had an early look at how much brands were, were going to pay people to tell their brand story. And then, you know, just I just started kind of applying it to my work. I knew that brands wanted to tap into Black women entrepreneurs. And I knew that I had access to these women. And I knew that I had something that had not been done yet. And so that's another thing I would share with your listeners. Really think about what voids can you fill? What is out Mm -hmm. there? Or what do you want to see out there that doesn't exist? And how can you create it? Got it. You know, it's funny. My One of my other good girlfriends who is in the same space is Renee. What's her name? Askew, like Askew. Nobody knows that. But Renee Daniela, owned by yes. Femme, and another PR person. Oh, that, she was in PR. Of course. So that's why she's able to be like, oh, I'm going to furnish my house through brand oh, deals. Yes. And I'm like, that is brilliant. Yes. So we got to get on it. We got to take a class, Shanti. Um so black women entrepreneurs, why black women entrepreneurs? Because your your father was the entrepreneur, right? Yeah, my father is an entrepreneur. My grandfather is was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur my uncle. So that, even though it wasn't the women in my family, the idea of not working for someone and creating your own opportunities was normalized for me. Um, okay. And it's funny, when I graduated from college, my dad told me early, because you know, I was wanting to work in an ad agency and, you know, just apply my creativity and skills there. And he told me early, he was like, you're my daughter. He was like, you're not going to be happy until you're doing your own thing. And I was so young. I kind of thought he was just hating. Actually, he wanted me to take over the family business and be in the family business, which I had zero interest in. But when he said that, I kind of brushed it off, but it really wasn't until... You know, I kept getting these jobs that I didn't love or I would love it for a certain amount of time and I'd be ready to do something different. Um, I realized, like, maybe I do need to try, you know, this entrepreneurship thing. And being in New York, it also feels very normal. And I don't know about, you know, you all, but like when I first moved here, most of my friends were creatives. Like when I was going to a nine to five, like I was... It was rare. Most of my friends were, you know, doing their own thing. And here I was, you know, going to Midtown to go to Lifetime Television. So I think New York City also helped me to see the possibilities in that way, too. Got it. But Black women specifically, you chose to amplify those voices. Why? You know, why not? I really, I know that's right. <laughs> I just felt like, because I, you know, I guess I was really into business stories. Like I would thumb through black enterprise when I was in college and I just didn't see enough of us. And when I moved to New York, like I said, I saw so many dope women running businesses. I mean, this is when I first moved here, like Lisa Price with Carol's daughter had her store on DeKalb and I just saw all of that happening in my community. And I really felt like, wow, when I was growing up in Indiana, Illinois, I didn't have access to stuff like this. You know, more Mm -hmm. people need to know what black women are doing and how we're doing it. I was, you know, even doing PR, I got another kind of like insider look at just 
the limited resources that these women had, but like the magic that they were creating. And that was just so fascinating to me how what I always say is we're always turning water into wine. And yeah, because there's a funding gap. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the funding gap is huge, you know, and I don't even want to share the numbers because I'm I'm personally tired of sharing the numbers. And so what Mm -hmm. I actually want to do with my work is like, okay, we know there's a funding gap, but let's focus on where there's abundance with black women. We will never be limited on our creativity, our innovation, our passion, you know, the way that we like our grandmothers did. We could take something very small and make it look extravagant. You know, like Shanti said that, you know, when you, I guess you see my work, you feel an abundance there, but quietly behind the scenes, a lot of this is being done on a smaller budget. Um, Especially when I start to compare it to what bigger brands are doing, because now of course, post George Floyd, Every corporate entity, every organization wants to say that they're, you know, supporting black businesses and they have way larger budgets than what I have. But what they don't have Mm -hmm. is, you know, the authentic relationships, the longevity in the space, the trust. You know, whenever I present an opportunity to someone or there's a chance to partner, they know that I'm not doing this for optics. I was doing it long before it was a trend and will continue to do so. Yeah, you can feel that easily. Yeah. Um, do you? I, I can keep going, Sean. Do you have anything? Oh, no, no, keep going. Okay, I'm. I have a question. Uh, how can we, if if you could offer any advice, um, how can we support? Because it's always like, oh, support black business, and sometimes you ain't got no money. Right. So how can you? How can we support black business outside of the obvious? purchase from them, yeah. uh, maybe share their information. But like, are, are there other ways in which we can? So there are ways. And I think that, you know, we, yes, if you don't have the budget to go shopping, even think about the everyday things that you use, you know, like this lipstick I have on is by the lip bar. You know, if you're a woman, you're going to be buying lipstick at some point. So Mm-hmm. Start there. Like, just be very intentional about if you're buying something, something, think about, does a black woman create this somewhere? And mm-hmm. if you don't know, Google it, you know, look it up. There are so many different places now that have those resources. But then also it can be as simple as talking about that woman's brand. All of us have access now to a large number of people right at our fingertips through social media. So even if you haven't, for example, tried, I don't know, a lotion by a black woman, share it, you know, or maybe like if you're in conversation with someone and they're looking for some, some something, make that recommendation. If you have experienced that product or that brand, write a review, you know, like share it mm. on your social, talk to people about it. And outside of the holiday season, I think that we all get really loud and proud around Black Friday and buying Black during the holidays. But these women are running businesses like Shanti all year round. You know, we need your support 365, not just, you know, during Black History Month or during the holidays when it's like the cool thing to say or do. All year round, these women need you to support their businesses. Heard that. 
heard that. For for folks who, I think I, I'm thinking about your journey, and I and I, you would never know it talking to you, but I'm sure that there were like the moment where the you had to stop production on the film, right? You have to stop. Money ran out. Whoop! Let halt. halt. That I'm sure there there has to be moments that this feels daunting. Absolutely. How do you how Handle do you maintain yeah. that abundance? How do you stay faithful? How do you stay present, motivated, activated in that mission statement, in that purpose? Like ten toes down, faithful. It there have been some sleepless nights, especially mm-hmm. when I was producing the film and you know, not being a filmmaker, I mean, when I look back on the brand partnerships, and I may as well just put partnerships in quotes, because speaking of like knowing what you're worth, I did not know that this film was going to be on Netflix when I was reaching Mm. out to these brands about partnering with me to produce it. So when I look at like the amount that I was asking for, it just was not enough. And I found that out quickly when we ran through the budget. And that is when I was like, okay, you have these women like Lisa Price on board. You have already started filming. You have already, you know, you have Essence on board as a media partner. You have General Motors on board. Girl, you got to finish this. Like, how are you going to finish this? And it's not like I come from a family where I could just ask, you know, somebody in the family to write like a hundred thousand dollar check like I was literally Mm. laying in my bed just looking at the ceiling at night like girl what are you doing right now um and so that is when I decided to do the GoFundMe which you know it wasn't a fail because it led to you know a bigger partnership opportunity but there were a lot of learnings there too like you cannot be afraid to ask for help when you're doing a a crowdsourcing campaign, you really have to be comfortable talking about it several times a day. Like you need a campaign manager because that's a job within itself. And I didn't know that when Mm. I got into it, but every time I felt like, well, giving up wasn't an option for the film. Like I just, if, (laughs) if I had to go work at target to get this done, I would have, but Every time I I hit a wall like that, I had what I call winks from God. And Mm -hmm. the biggest wink from God was that person reaching out to me the very first day I shared the GoFundMe saying, I didn't know you all were still in production. I have a client who literally wants to do something with a, you know, a women's empowerment platform. Let's talk. And that check, which was, you know, a very healthy check got us to the finish line of that project. Um, even with the Holiday Bazaar, which we haven't started talking about yet, but, yeah, we're gonna talk about you know, it. the way that people make commitments to do things outside of their home now looks different than it did when yeah. we first started producing this event. So, yo, people are taking their time buying these tickets. And there have been moments during this planning process where I'm like, should I have done this in my living room? Like <laughs> how many people are like delaying their, their ticket process. So people are actually like really coming in with their ticket sales now and purchases now, but 
when I announced it, it was just slow moving, but the world has changed. And even Mm -hmm. I wait a while before I commit to something because quite honestly, I don't know how I'm going to feel the day that it comes up. So Mm -hmm. there's just, as the world has changed and as we've changed the way we socialize, it also has made me kind of rethink and reimagine how I market my events and how I do things. So Right now, I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of kind of fear and concern, especially when you're doing things that require people to come out, you know, in larger numbers. So I just, I lean into the signs and the reminders that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like even this morning, you know, like when I listened to your episode with Black and you talked about, you know, you briefly talked about me being on the show and all the kind words that you said, I woke up this morning feeling low, you know, mm-hmm. feeling like my to-do list is, you know, a hundred days long and I really only have a week to accomplish it. Feeling like I need a vacation, but just those words really lifted me up. So those are the things that keep me going, honestly. My friends and my community that just really remind me how important this work is. Community. Ashe. Let's talk about the Holiday Bazaar because everybody, you should come through because Shanti and I will be Shanti will be working, honey. Come and I buy will. Her this will be the <laughs> third Holiday Bazaar that I have participated in. Yes. And folks, when they came, they showed out. You set such a beautiful, beautiful setting for all of the vendors. Just even the time that you take ahead before the guests come in, just you like calming us, thanking us, creating a space where we feel celebrated. Like you are about that life. And I've done so many vending events before and child, that is not... (laughs) That is not the MO of the hosts by any means. And it just kind of like sets the tone for the event as a vendor, as the guests come in, they feel that energy. So it's a lot, a lot of fun. Everybody shows up, shows out. They look good. You feel good. Your taste is impeccable. And I think that that is, again, connected to creativity in a way that I really want to give your flower like give you your flowers like the logistics is one thing the everything's on time everything's set things aren't raggedy you have wonderful sponsorships like that that's one thing but the fact the the way the things set the vendors that you select the wine that you choose it's like your taste level is Shanti, what is it? It's up what, there. what are we talking about? What the is holiday, the holiday bazaar? But what is it? What can people expect? The holiday bazaar. You go ahead, Renee. You tell people. <laughs> Dear event. I'm just explaining. This is what on my end as a vendor, what I experienced. I know that. So I just want people to know. Like, okay. So the holiday bazaar, it really is every year. I, I didn't do it this year because sis was tired, but every year. <laughs> I publish a gift guide of 75 Black women-owned brands to shop during the holidays and all year round. The Holiday Bazaar is an event that happens every year in New York City, very first December, excuse me, very first Saturday in December. And it is essentially me bringing that gift guide to life. And Mm -hmm. um, 
Shanti, you hit the nail on the head. I am very particular about the selection and the curation of brands that I invite to be a part of this event. Um, it It's interesting because it's kind of like, not Oprah's favorite things, but like Renee's favorite things. Like there is not one brand that is featured at that event that I wouldn't shop personally. And mm. I like to make sure that, you know, we don't have 15 jewelry brands. There is a wide array of, you know, just categories being represented. And I want, I want to make sure that the women who participate in this holiday bazaar, like I pour a lot of love and intention into the production of it. And it's important to me that they pour just as much, if not more love and intention into what they're creating and what they're offering our guests. And, you know, there are a lot of pop-ups that happen, but I do believe that what I've created and what we've created is special because of that love and intention that we put into it. You know, it's not, I mean, the criteria is not as simple as if you're a black woman owned business, like come one, come all like, no, I Mm -mm. need to, I am scouring your social media. I am Googling. I am looking at your website. Like I need to just make sure that the quality is there, you know, because if I am inviting people out to shop these brands, there's a level of trust there. And I want people to know that what they're buying is like of quality and what they're buying is, is special. Like it's not something you're going to find on Amazon or just anywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even when I think about, you know, the Sable Collective, the way that you identify like which brands you're going to have there, like there's a lot of thought and intention put into that. And so I think that not even, I think, I know that that is what makes the holiday bazaar more than just a shopping event. It's a, it's a whole experience. It definitely, as someone who is not vending, as someone who has just come and enjoyed myself, it really is. Like, there's a DJ. Mm-hmm. There's it's a, drinks. It's a vibe. Like, people get dressed. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's some cuties in there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there? Oh, my God. That was that one year we were like, who mm-hmm. is that man? And then remember he kept talking. I know exactly who you're talking to. Renee is like, no, he's <laughs> not. He's spoken for. You were inquiring for, but I do remember the <laughs> inquiry for sure. <laughs> No, we wouldn't know if it was for you, girl. We were like, oh, I get it. oh anyway. no, 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 no. That's my that is like my brother. So oh. Well, it's a vibe, and I want everybody to know that it is December 3rd at the mezzanine here in New York from 12 to 6 p.m. And it sounds like there are still some tickets available. So get your tickets now. Shanti and I will be in there. I think um I think Bridget and Mandy, I was on See The Thing Is today, and I, I let them know. So I think they're going to come through because they're like, oh, we all got to get a drink afterwards. So okay. it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. I can't well, wait. We can get a and drink it's... there. We have B. Stuyvesant Champagne doing champagne oh, tastings. See? We have the Guilty Green Club wine tastings. <laughs> um, Cadillac is a brand partner this year. And so they're going to have this chocolatier there doing chocolate demonstrations there will be a gift bag we have dj ty alexander coming in from baltimore it is my goal is to elevate the experience every year so i'm really happy about you know just the different add-ons for this year's event it, like i said it's more than i'm excited coming in to shop that is 
<laughs> the way that sounds like a club. I can't right. wait. You better come I dressed, know, Internet. I know. I'm th- sitting here thinking like, oh, I got a sweatsuit on right now. What to do? Let me reel it in a little bit. Pressure on yourself. Child, my husband might be there. Let me reel it. Never know. Never know. Um. Well, uh, Renee, I, I do. We are going to do rapid fire questions with you. <laughs> But I do, lastly, I, I would like to add, unless Shanti, you have anything else? Anything no, else? I do not. What advice would you give yourself who, in 2009, when you sat down to start that blog, what, what do you now know that you wish, or not even wish, that you would offer your 2009 self? Mm. Ooh, that is a hard question. an incredible question. You know what I would what I would tell myself? Because back then, as we mentioned, I just feel like I just did the P thing that your one of your listeners did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let me watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it because it was tell myself now. Well, then and now is it is so for two thousand nine. It would be like it is okay to be on a different path. Because back then, all of the bloggers that were getting bags and getting opportunities were fashion bloggers, beauty bloggers, gossip was big. And, you know, Mm. outside of the gossip, like fashion and beauty, like those were my things. But something in my spirit was telling me to go this way when everyone went this way. So honor that voice. Even if in the mm. moment it doesn't feel cool, it's not popping, you know, there were or years where I was not getting the love, if you will, that other bloggers were getting. But I'm, I'm proud and happy that I stayed the course and that I didn't try to, like, do what everyone else is doing just for the sake of um, being relevant. Mm. Yes. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Authenticity is a thing. Yes. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? I'm scared, but I'm ready. (laughs) Child, don't be scared now. Chanti, do you want to ask them? I feel like you asked them better than me. Do you have a pull up? Where are they at? Let me pull it up right quick. They're in the drive. Just type in Palestine. It'll show up in the search. I feel like you've heard that we ask the same rapid fire questions to everybody. We need to update them. They're a little old. All right. You got it? You ready? I'm ready. You have three seconds to answer these questions with no questions towards us or any need to uh, explain yourself, okay? okay? Just answer the question, all right? Malcolm or Martin? Malcolm. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Familial happiness. Jay or Nas? Nas. Mac or Sephora? Mac. Palestine or Israel? Uh, Palestine. In the light or in the dark? In the light. Prince or Michael? Michael. Sweet or savory? Savory. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Trader Joe's. Voodoo or brown sugar? Brown sugar. Family or career? Family. 
A seat at the table or lemonade? A seat at the table. Evolution or creationism? Creationism. Nikki or Cardi? Cardi. Jolof or rice and peas? Rice and peas. Missionary or doggy style? <laughs> doggy style. No, 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 no. Oh. Missionary, missionary. Uh, I'm like, I'm <laughs> Protection or pull out in prayer? Ooh, protection. Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? One mic. <laughs> Lisa Bonet or Nia Long? Nia Long. Make your man a plate or get his own? Make your man a plate. Knock if you buck or Annie up? <laughs> Annie up. Nine eleven inside job or terrorist attack? Terrorist attack. Rihanna or Beyonce? Beyonce. Read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. Sundress or sweatpants? Sweatpants. Flats or drums? Ooh, drums. Travel back in time or travel forward in time? Travel forward in time. Buy stocks or buy flights? Buy stocks. Prove your point or pray for peace? Pray for peace. Love and light or money and dicks? (laughs) Well, since duality is a thing, why can't we have both? (laughs) I know that. We'll let you do it. We'll let you do it. Not you giving Renee the only... That's the it's the only person I was like, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) PR baby. (laughs) Renee, thank you so, so, so much. And congratulations. We're gonna see you in a couple days. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. It's gonna be fabulous, as my godmama said. Please tell the people where they can find you, how they can support you, and how they can get tickets to the Holiday yes. Bazaar. Yes. Well. It's going to be in the description. So first and foremost, I want the entire Around the Way Curls community to come out, support Shanti, support, you know, the Sable Collective and all these dope Black women-owned brands. There are going to be over 43 brands there. So if you want to buy tickets, they're still available. She did that holidaynyc.eventbrite.com. And hopefully you guys will share the link um, in your episode description. And if you want to follow me and just learn more about, you know, my journey, I am, I am Renee Blewett, R-E-N-A-E-B-L-U-I-T-T on social. And if you want to follow the podcast, it's She Did That Podcast. And the film is She Did That Film. We didn't even scratch the surface of the podcast. Oh my goodness. It's hard. It's you got a lot going on. (laughs) Multimedia. Yes. We will make sure that all of the things are linked in the description. And yeah. I I can't wait to see what's in store. I know that it's gonna be incredible. So you're a Virgo. You just keep going and going. I wonder what your you know your other placements? I knew you (laughs) No, I don't. You don't? I don't. I wouldn't be surprised you have Capricorn too. Just, just, just a beast. I, I would not be surprised either. I have <laughs> Capricorns in my life, and I look and I'm like, there's a lot of similarities, but uh-huh. ooh, child, like child, you wearing me out. Intense. But I guess you know, I can <laughs> too. So, <laughs> thank you so much for having it. me. This was so see fun. you soon.
All right. And with that, we are out.